Hi, everyone. It's Marilyn Alori, and welcome to Who Can It Be Now? Today, we're going to be talking about belief systems and how when you change your belief system, you change your life. So I want you to go down this road with me of really playing with the idea of all these different belief systems and how they may be affecting you today, how they may be keeping you from your dreams, your goals, your desires, and how we can dissolve them and rewrite them into new belief systems that aren't like pipe dreams, but are actually belief systems that you can own and anchor into and possess, <laughs> for the lack of a better word. So I, a long time ago, did a class called Change Your Beliefs, Change Your Life. And it was based on the major arcana and the tarot cards. And I took each major arcana card and I broke down a belief based on the major arcana card. And since I've done that class, I put it out like for a brief period of time. And then um, it's like in my archives somewhere. But I've always been really fascinated with belief systems and belief systems that may keep us in, in, in caged, like caged into a life that we are no longer interested in living. And I've noticed more as I work on my own productivity, my own success, my own movement in my life and what I want to change and how I'm done with certain things and I'm shifting and growing and expanding um, the belief systems that work a lot of times in the unconscious level, how we have to become consciously aware of them and rewrite them and work through them. And belief systems are handed down to us from many, many different people. It could be parents, teachers, boyfriends, friends friends, so-called friends, right? Um, it could be something you read in the news. It could be uh, something that just a, a doctor says. It could be anything at all. So if we think about this, we are constantly surrounded by other people's beliefs and we have to decide what we believe is true and what we believe isn't true. And we also have to recognize what we're letting in that maybe we shouldn't be letting in. So I'm going to take a sip of my water. And we're going to get started on this. And before I do that, I do want to tell you about something new that I am doing. At the time of this recording, which I love all these 11s, I'll take it. It's uh, May 11th at 4.11 p.m. 2023. And uh, I am opening up my calendar for intuitive coaching calls. Um, so if you are interested in learning more about those calls, they are not free. It's uh, at MarilynAloria.com forward slash call, and you can book a call with me. And what I'm doing on these calls is I'm a very good coach. I'm very good at seeing your expansion and what is blocking you. So what I'm doing on these calls, spending the first 15 minutes just tapping in and telling you what I get. First, about seven to 10 minutes, I should say, because I don't want to use up all the time on that. First seven to 10 minutes, just tapping in. You will fill out a questionnaire as well. And then we're going to deep dive into an area of your life that you really want to have success in and that you may be struggling with. And one of the things I'm going to bring to this call is I'm going to highlight one of your gifts. I'm going to tell you which gift that I feel the more that you learn how to use it and grow it, the more you're going to have success in this particular area. So you're going to walk away a bit with a game plan and how to, I wouldn't leave you hanging. I'll be like, you know, if it's clairvoyancy, pay attention to what you're seeing in the physical world. Because one of the things that I do is I teach people how to use their five physical senses, the five senses that we all have. Pretty much I don't work with smell too much or taste. So let's talk about seeing, hearing, and um, feeling, <laughs> feeling, but I use feeling with sensing as well. And then I add a knowing in there, right? Because of claircognizance, how to use your physical senses to tap into your innate gifts, your gifts that you have, everybody is gifted. And then how you tap into your intuition in that way, and then make very powerful decisions from the inside out. So if you're interested in doing that, you can go to marilynaloria.com forward slash call depending on when you're listening to this podcast. So run, go there, and we'll see what see what happens. Hopefully I'll get to meet with you on a call and have a conversation with you. Okay, let's talk about belief systems because this is really important. I'm going to share a couple of stories with you and also help you to break some belief systems. But I really want you to go on this journey with me. I want you to be the explorer with me, the innovator, the creator, the way shower, the... Um, the lead person. And I want you to ask yourself what you think about these beliefs. Just because I sit here and question these beliefs does not mean that you have to question them. 
So like I said, I've had this a long time ago and uh, was really thinking about this and really consciously, I think a lot of us are aware of our beliefs and what limits us in what we do. And it's quite amazing to me how we can be so affected by people around us and believe things. And I wrote um, a post on Facebook when COVID was going on, when that first happened, because there's a hike around my house that a neighbor took me on, one of the first neighbors I met when I came here and she ended up being a real friggin' wackadoo. But anyway, we went on this hike and we went all the way up to this beautiful Vista and um, we're just standing there. And to the right there, the, there was the road, there was more of the road. And I said, what go, what, where does that road go? And she goes, Oh, do not go down that road. That road goes nowhere, goes deep into the forest. Don't go down that road. And I was like, okay, I'll never go down that road. And this hike is right by my house, so I can walk up it all the time. So I went up there many, many times and would just turn around and come back home. And then one day during COVID, when I was really hiking a lot, I went up to the top of the mountain. Now, I have two German shepherds, so I feel pretty safe. And I'm like, mm, I'm going to go down that road. I really want to see where it goes. And I started walking down the road, and it connected to something else. And all of a sudden there's wildflowers and there's grass and there's trees and there's all these other different roads. And I took this one road down through this beautiful forest with creeks that actually connected to one of my favorite hikes that I took with the dogs. And I found that this road actually led in so many different directions that had, if I adopted her belief and stuck with her belief, I would have never explored that incredible opportunity of other hikes. And I took that hike on a regular basis during COVID because it was a nice long hike. It took me through different terrains and I was able to go through the hike. Like it was a really long hike. I could go up and I'd go through the woods and then I would come down to the road down by my house and then come up to my house. So it was like a loop and it go, and that hike took me to other hikes in the other, in the uh, Canyon with the waterfalls and everything. You can't adopt other people's beliefs. We have to be careful of them because people throw them on us all the time. It happens constantly where people will say, oh, you can't do that. And then you'll be like, oh, yeah, right. I can't do that. Oh, my goodness. That person's totally right. What was I thinking? I can't do that. So what you guys don't know is I had to stop that recording because I was remembering a story about a belief. And I know that this happened to me recently where somebody said something to me and it feels like a male energy. And it was very like a, you can't do this. And I adopted that belief, but I wiped it out so much that I can't even find it in my memory banks, banks to tell you the story. So I was pausing the recording to try to remember it. And I was like, you know what? Tell the story about how you can't remember it anymore because you pushed it out because it's no longer your belief. So I can no longer even find it in my physical being or in my mental state. But we are going to talk about other, other beliefs that come up. And I really want you to explore this topic. And I know this isn't a topic that you haven't heard before. I know you've heard this before. We've all heard about the four minute mile. Can't remember the guy's name. Forgive me. And uh, he was told he couldn't do a four minute mile. He couldn't do it. He couldn't do it. And he did it. I think he did 358 or 356. And once he broke the four minute mile, so many people after him broke the four minute mile, but he refused to believe people around him. Athletes do this all the time. Athletes can be told by people, you can't do this, you can't do that. And they refuse to listen to it. And they, they push all barriers and they succeed. And they exceed expectations because if you think about it, belief systems are people's based on people's past experiences and what they've learned. So they're limiting your, your life, your life experience based on their past experiences. So you're not only dealing with your own past experiences, you're now dealing with all these people around you and the domino effect of all their past experiences and their education and their parents and their siblings and their religious leaders and you just don't want to do that because like the woman who told me there was, don't go down that road. Had I listened to her, I would have never explored such beauty. And it was a very beautiful thing for me during COVID when we were in lockdown to be able to explore all those different paths. So let's talk a bit about different types of belief systems. But before we do that, I'm going to go into the major arcana cards again. So the major arcana cards in the tarot, they have, they are based on archetypes. 
So the magician is the magician. He changes things, transforms things. The fool is the risk taker. The high priestess is uh, the high, like the high soul, the magical being, the infinite being. She's got all the answers. Um, trying to think of different ones, but uh, the emperor is the ruler. He's always got rules. The empress is um, the feminine energy of that. The goddess, um, it's not the name of the card, but the goddess, I think it is. Wow, my brain today, we're just going to, maybe they're just wiping out all beliefs. She's um, the bearer of creativity, can give birth to things, birth to ideas. So they hold belief systems in them. So the that path that I just told you about, that was the fool in me. So my personality card is the fool. My soul card is the emperor. So I'm, I have the fool who will take risks, naive risks, and be like, okay, I'm going to just do that. And that's so my personality. But then I have the other part of me that is the rules, um, living by rules, setting rules for myself. I'm very much about structure, right? So these are belief systems that once I learned that those are my personality and soul cards, I was like, yeah, that actually is true. That is the way I operate. And it's funny to me because there is a belief system there, especially when I'm playing tennis, USTA tennis. And we, this just happened recently. And one of the teams was very late. And if they're after 15 minutes, they have to default the line. And so the woman was like about 30 minutes late. And it was my line that I was playing. And I went to the captain and I was like, she's late. And I was like, what do you want to do? Because I didn't know what she wanted to do. I didn't know the rules. And she was like, we have to default the line. They would do it to us. And so there was a little bit of a discussion about defaulting the line. And I was like, look, I think you have to follow the USTA rules because you're going to be in a situation where you don't follow that rule. And then you're going to everything's up in the air. So when you have certain rules like in USTA, so you follow them. And one of the women shared with me how she didn't follow the rule once. The woman was really late. And ended up winning the match and then was laying on the ground like she was so wonderful. And the girl was so pissed that she didn't follow the rule. So the major arcana cards can give us some information as to what kind of belief systems we're um, owning and how to shift them and change them and experience new belief systems. So this started coming up into my consciousness a lot just recently because I've been working with with space and we've been doing space clearing and next level living. And when I started out on the topic of space clearing, I thought I was going to be mainly talking about physical space because physical space to me is something I'm really good at. I um, used to clear people's places. I would get paid a good amount of money to go to people's places and clear the space. I have an incredible gift, and many of you may relate to this, to read physical spaces as well as and just spaces outside too. I'm, I've told stories before about how well I can read a space and it could be a park and I could be like, oh, I'm not going in there. Something bad happened here. So I thought when I entered into the class that I was going to be teaching about clearing physical space, but it ended up being so much more. It was the space that we occupy. It's also the space out in the universe. And I started reading different things about like what's out there. I'm fascinated by it, just like so many of us are, and how much space is actually out there and how far that space goes. And the first thing that kind of came into my awareness was light years. And I was like, what is light years? How are light years measured? So I did a Google search and I was reading about light years and I believe they're like 365 miles away is the first star, the closest star to us. I can't remember. I think a light year is 365 or it's 365 times around the earth is what it is. I believe it's not 365 miles. That's too close. I should have probably Googled this to tell you, but you can all Google it because I am not an expert in this field, but it, I think it was 365 times around the earth. Like the amount of times the earth turns on its axis is the light year away. Anyway, I was like, who discovered that? And then I looked up who discovered it. And I was like, well, how do they really know it? Did he travel it? How does he know that's really a light year? You can't possibly know that that's a light year. So I don't believe in light years anymore. How do we know how far that star is? Maybe that star is really close. But because in our consciousness, we have this belief that it's really far away, that it's not close. So I started playing with all of that. I even started playing with um, prism energy and what it was like being in a prism and dissolving beliefs because spirit gave that to me in a meditation. 
So as I was playing with the prism energy and dissolving beliefs, I started looking up prism. What are prisms? How did prisms come about? And then I came upon Isaac Newton. And many of you may have remembered this from grade school, but I don't. And I was reading about prisms and I'm like, I really like that. I like how he discovered it. And it's uh, one color. It makes the color of the rainbows. Again, I'm not going to try to like, unless I had Google up on my screen to read it, I'm certainly not going to try and talk about it, but I will talk about my experience of it. So then I was like, oh, and Isaac Newton discovered gravity because I don't remember any of this stuff. And I was talking to Monique Rasad, who is uh, the coach in SFA, Soulfinder Academy. And I said to her, um, I was talking to her about this and I'm like, this, like, what are these beliefs? It's kind of interesting and gravity. I mean, it's so fascinating to me and gravity before he discovered gravity, gravity was a word that we used to mean like heaviness. And all of a sudden he discovered gravity and it became another meaning. So we could see the layers of beliefs shifting and changing through our evolution. And we are heading into such a, a consciousness, a, a vast consciousness now that these belief systems are going to start being challenged and new belief systems are going to be born. So she had left me a message and she said, you know, we've been having this very interesting conversation about this. And she said, you know, I just read somewhere that they are actually questioning gravity and whether it's true or not, they're saying that it's not. And she said, I can't remember the article, but I did see it someplace. And I'm like, well, that's fascinating because now we're going to start shifting that. And then we started talking about the physical body and how the physical body can heal. And really Monique's a healer. So she's got more of a uh, expertise in that area than I do. I don't do physical healing. I do spiritual, emotional, mental healing through my work, which also can physically heal. But we started talking about the body and how the body has this ability to heal. And we don't know a lot about it. And I said, well, what if it's not that we don't know a lot about it, but as our consciousness shifts, the physical body shifts too. There's a constant infinite evolution happening here. So maybe what we understand about cells, they're operating at a certain consciousness with us right now. But as our consciousness expands and goes into the ethers and vastness, then our cells shift and change. I was like, and then it can just keep shifting and changing and everything is like infinite. And she said, it's fascinating because she was listening to somebody who talked about a microscope and how the microscope, the, the more powerful we get with microscopes, the more we get to see in the physical body. So now something that we couldn't see before we now can see. So there's all this like opening up of like, yeah, all our life is based on beliefs. Everything is based on beliefs. What are you going to believe? And are you going to believe that the thing that's, that supports you, or are you going to believe the thing that doesn't support you? And what are you going to adopt? And that's why it's like, change your beliefs, change your life. And I know that I did that class, like, I think like 15 years ago or 12 years ago. I can't remember how long ago. And I know there's a lot written about it as well. So I want you to start thinking about the beliefs that you hold. And I also want you to pause and think about if something's not working out in your life, there's a gap from where you are to where you want to be. And there's a belief in that space between where you are to where you want to believe. And that belief may be hiding in darkness. And it's up to you to investigate that space between where you are and where you want to be so that you can figure out what belief is in there that is sabotaging this road to your success. So you want to play with that and you really want to stop, start adopting beliefs that support you. But I'm going to invite you to do something different with this. And I'm going to share some more stories in a second, but I'm reading, I'm reading a lot these days because I'm in this place of bookending my mornings and nights with a lot of different studies because I am I am with intention and definition de defining I'm sorry I'm struggling with words today defining where I want to go and I'm getting you have to have a vision you have to be super clear about where you want to go which is interesting because next month we're doing by the time you listen to this, it'll probably be we're doing clairvoyancy and the dimensional shifts right now. It's not even dimensional shifts. It's doorways that are showing up. Absolute doorways that you can walk through in your physical life to enter into another experience. So 
as I'm doing all this work, I'm reading uh, Tony Robbins book right now, and he talks about constantly asking questions, but asking questions that support your growth, your expansion, your success. And he's completely right. So if you don't know what that belief is, you can ask and say, what, what belief am I holding that is not allowing me to have this incredible experience in my life, this incredible relationship, this incredible home, this incredible peace, sense of peace? What do I need to do in order to have that? Or how can I uh, acknowledge myself in trying? How can I, because I don't want you to be in the questions where you think you don't have the solutions. I want you to be in the questions where you know you have the solutions. They just haven't showed up in your consciousness yet. So it wouldn't be a question of like, what is wrong with me? Why can't I have this? There's something wrong with me. I don't want you to go to that place. I want you to go to the place of like, hmm, say it's a relationship. Okay, I feel I want a relationship. What do I need to know about myself in order to open up to a relationship? Where do I need to go to work on a relationship? What do I need to read to go to work on a relationship? Whatever it may be, go into the questions that are solution-based, not making you a victim in the situation. So he talked about um, finances and during a period of time where the finances, uh, the economy was having this experience. And I bring this up now because some people have, I haven't um, been talking to a lot of people about this topic because very young, at a very, very young age, probably about 16 years old, after I took the Regents in junior high, in my junior high school, junior year in high school, um, and I had to know current events and I didn't know current events because I stopped watching the news at a very early age because I couldn't handle it. My empathic ability, it was just too much for me. And I remember sitting at the dining room table and I was reading through the Regents handbook and I was like, I don't know how to answer this. And so I turned to my oldest brother who was so on top of current affairs and I started asking him all these questions and he's a great storyteller and he started telling me everything. And I went in and took that test. And I got, I think it was in 85, and it was known to be one of the toughest regents that year. Like most people, my friend who's uber smart and always like 90 percentile failed. <laughs> and I was, the, I passed it with like flying colors because my brother gave me the current affairs. But the point of the story is, is that in testing, what belief systems around testing, right? Let's talk about that, but I'm not going to segue to that. So I don't really follow current affairs. So I'm bringing up the financial aspect of it. So some people have just been mentioning it. And I'm like, you know, in my view, before I read this thing in Tony Robbins book, I'm like, I want to focus on how to continue to succeed, how um, this time in life is helping us to grow ourselves, to learn more about ourselves. People are, maybe it's a good thing that people aren't running out and buying material things to feel better. And instead, they're working more on their internals to find inner peace. Because if you're in the fear and anxiety around finances and you, you don't see a physical experience shifting that, well, you know what? You have to do internal no matter what. And I'm a big believer in that. So I was reading his book and he was talking about years ago, and he's going to bring up a name that probably many of you are going to cringe, but I'm not giving an opinion about this. And he said, you know, it was back, I think, in the late 70s or early 80s when there was a crash or something. And Donald Trump said to himself, ooh, how can I succeed? How can I make this work for me where I become even more successful? And by that question, and he asked another important question. I don't remember what it was. But by that question, he turned around and his business catapulted to a whole other level. So no matter what is going on in you with your physical life, you want to ask really positive questions that shift your belief system and take you out of the norm. You want to get taken out of the norm. So I bring that up because I've noticed some people really getting frozen in fear. And I noticed this happened around COVID too. And, and again, I know that, that I don't want to speak to the mass belief system out there around COVID. I don't, by the way, I don't buy into mass belief systems. I purposely pull myself out of them. So if people are talking, and I've mentioned this before, people are talking about 11-11 or when 2000 was happening and then 2001 and 2000, I, don't, I didn't pay attention to any of it, any of it. And when people tried to talk to me about it, I was like, mm, I, it was fall on deaf ears. I wasn't listening at all because I'm not going to get into mass consciousness because then you get into mass belief systems. So I kind of do my own thing always. And with that said, 
I'm always playing with my belief systems around something. So if a fear starts inching its way in, because all of a sudden it's out there and like people are like, Wah! then I take a look at my own belief systems and I'm like, well, what do I want to believe in this moment? What, what belief do I want to shift in this moment? So it's more powerful for me. And I'm going to invite all of you to do that because we limit ourselves with our limiting belief systems. Now, I know that there's so much possibility out there. There's so much, we are accelerating at such a high degree right now. And if you can get into a group of people, this is what we're experiencing in next level living, where you're accelerating so much because of the consciousness that you're surrounded by, besides the infinite consciousness that we're working with in energy and spirit, do that. If it's a book you read, I don't care how you do it, just do it. If you're surrounded, may say you go into a physical workspace that everybody has a limited uh, way of seeing things, right? And you're like, I have to do this job. I don't want you to leave that job, you know? I want it, uh, look, if you can't, you have to leave with a plan, right? That's one of my belief systems. My belief system is make a plan and then go. But what I would say to you is just make sure that you have something that you can to have a tool where you're like, I'm not going to take that in. Did I take that in? Did I take that negative belief system in? Ask yourself and then go to something that is much more aligned with your belief system right away. Even if you have to excuse yourself, go into the stall bathroom, whatever you have to do, close the office door. Maybe you're in a meeting, just make a mental note of it. Not going to let this belief get into my body. Not going to let this belief get into my unconscious. I'm going to go take care of this right away after this meeting and just do that. So I want to share a couple of stories about how belief systems show up, but I really want you to think about this and I want you to rewrite them. I'm sure I'll be doing more on this because I'm really working on bringing my work more mainstream because I find that as I'm out there in doing this work and I'm stepping out more, right? Because I, as much as I've been in 17 years in business, I'm only starting to step out since last year, like even more so. And um, as I'm stepping out into this business more and embracing it and letting people know what I do, I'm recognizing a need for a practical uh, application for this work because I'm not woo-woo. I'm not airy-fairy. I really can't even handle those types of people. They don't work for me. And I find a lot of times when those people are in the room that are so like out in space that they have a very hard time living a practical life. And they want to say, it's the 3D, it's the 3D, I can't deal with it. I'm like, man, you're living in like this world right now. Figure out how to exist in the 3D while walking in multi, while having a multidimensional experience. That's what you want to do. So I'm learning how to do this more and how to take what I do, break down a belief system, right? Whereas before I'd be like, I wouldn't go on my Facebook page like two years ago because I had so many people from my MTV days, NBC, from uh, Brooklyn, where I grew up, from anything, that, all my past experiences, they didn't know me in this capacity. And now I'm like, I don't really care. I'm going to start coming out. And what I found is a very warm reception. And I've shared that story before and I'll share it again. What many of them have told me, the ones that I've asked, is you've always were so honest when I worked with you that I didn't doubt when you came out in this way. So what I'm doing is breaking down a belief that this, I'm bringing down a couple of beliefs. One is that everybody can assess this, can access this. Told you I'm not going to have words today. So for whatever reason, you're just going to have to stumble along with me. That everybody can access this. So I'm breaking the belief that it's only for the gifted few. And I'm going to tell you a story in a second about that. But I'm also breaking a belief for myself that just because I do this work doesn't mean that I can't stand in a major corporation and teach them how to do it too. Because I know that I use your physical senses to get to your, um, your intuition. And I know that everybody can do it. Unless you want to have a belief that you don't believe it at all and you won't even entertain the idea. And if you're going to sit through an exercise going, yeah, right. <laughs> and that's all you're going to do is like, prove it to me. I can prove it to you if you're willing to go down the road with me, but I can't prove it to you if you're so have a belief to just make me wrong, right? Belief systems. Here we are again. So there's a belief system out there by antiquated mediums. And I wrote about this in my newsletter. If you're not on my newsletter list, get on it um, at MarilynLaurie.com. If you'd like my material, I don't say it in a way like, you know, you have to resonate with me. So 
I wrote about how these antiquated mediums really tried to keep people in boxes. So when I started uh, really working with my gifts, it was almost 20 years ago. And I've said this before, the internet wasn't around the way it was. So luckily I had guides that really were able to teach me. And I did come upon a couple of teachers and some of them were good. Most of them were batshit, crazy, antiquated, wanted to put you in a box. If you were more gifted than them, or you were showing more gifts, because I think we're all gifted in the way that we're gifted. I think it's how we own them that is what the limitation is, right? So I don't sit here, especially in Next Level Living, I'll say this to my community all the time, I don't see myself as any better than them. I'm a teacher, I'm a facilitator, I'm really good at teaching material, I'm really good at getting downloads and teaching them new material. But what they do with it is on, on up to them because they're all magical, gifted beings themselves. And they bring so much energy to the table as it is. So I'm able to work in this incredibly expansive space because I have expansive people ready to receive the material and also reflect back, right? So to me, I don't ever look at myself as I'm better than you. And I never have. I knew out the gate because of the recognition I got and because of the confirmations I got that I was very good at what I do, that I'm very good at what I do. And I was very good did not mean in the beginning I had major insecurity, right? I don't want to get off target of belief systems, but that insecurity drove me to be better. That's what it did. There was something inside of me that was like, and it wasn't ego per se, because I said it, a producer, I was sharing it with a producer once who was uh, interviewing me for a TV show. I can't remember the exact one it was. And I said, I'm actually very insecure. And he said, your insecurity is what makes you so good because I was testing it and testing it and testing it and not backing away from it because proof kept showing up. So talk about breaking belief systems. Oh my goodness. When this started coming to me, I was like, every belief system got broken because as much as I was always playing in this field, I wasn't playing in it. And I had to accept a large part of myself that I pushed away and it was showing up. And then I was getting confirmation, even confirmations in my own life. And it was unbelievable because it broke down limiting belief systems. And then I had to accept the new belief systems Then I had to play with the religious belief systems I was raised with. Right. Even though my mother was very open-minded and it runs in my family. So there was an open-mindedness, at least with my parents and my oldest brother, my other two brothers, no, their belief system is it's nonsense. When you step into your soul and you step into your soul's work, you're going to run across people that are going to be like, <laughs> and throw a belief out at you. That That's good for them. We don't have to make them wrong. We don't even have to be angry at them. But it's not my belief system. I'm not taking it on. So the antiquated mediums, I'll go there, that story. Um, I shared this story in my newsletter. So if you heard it, forgive me. But there was a medium that I ran that I met, and I'm not going to say his name, but I really liked him. I really did. And when I sat down in his uh, in the reading for the first time, and I was just I'm kind of new to all of this, and I was just learning how to work with it, and I'd already been told that I had this, and it was already opening up at lightning speed, and I already knew I was a medium because that all happened, but I wasn't doing it for a living, and I was just kind of like playing with it and practicing and doing what I could. And uh, he told me all the gifts that I had. And I was like, yeah, I do. I have all of them. And I started crying because I sat with my truth. He told me, he said, you're sitting with your truth. And I was like, I am. And so I went to see him do a platform reading. And platform readings when the medium stands in front of the room and they read you. And I was so excited, so excited. And I went into that room and I was sitting down and I was like thinking he was going to remember me too, because we had this incredible connection. And he, before his, his partner came out and he's like, you know, you're all gifted, but you're not all as gifted as Hank. And I sat there and I went, what, who are you to say? I'm not as gifted as him. I don't, you have no right to say that to me. You don't get to limit me. And that was going through my system. So I was disappointed. I was like, I am not going to accept that kind of belief. I'm sorry. She shouldn't accept it. He shouldn't accept it. They shouldn't accept it. I am not going to accept it. And he came out and did readings. He didn't recognize me. And I learned later on, I was a little disappointed. But when I was as readings, I don't remember people at all. 
you don't, you're in a whole other space. So I was like, I totally understood it and didn't matter. And I really like him, liked him. Um, and then I went into other rooms and there was all, I was already working when I started opening up to it and I started studying and I started embracing it. I started teaching right off the bat and I started gathering groups together so we could practice because I was like all in. And I started doing readings and everything. And I had luckily had one of the first teachers. I didn't have a lot of teachers, but the first teacher was this person, this guy who was very nice. He was actually very good at, um, encouraging people. He wasn't a shutting down. He wasn't an antiquated person. He was a beautiful soul. And that's not not his real name. I'm using a fake name, but people might guess who it is. And I don't really care. Um, the reason why I'm not is because of that, that story has a little bit of a negative connotation and I don't want to um, mark that person because I really like them and I respect them. So I went into other rooms and I was already working. And uh, there was this, these group of mediums that traveled around together and I've shared a little bit about them and they were like, oh no, you are not allowed to do readings. And I'm already talking to dead people and telling things that, that the person in front of me doesn't even have a clue about. And then they're coming back to me going, oh my goodness, you're crazy. Like that was my aunt Flo. And there, that, you know, there is a pin in my mother's draw and it's upside down and it's a fish pin. How did you know that? She already got rid of everything, like crazy stuff. And um, I'm in these rooms and I'm like, all right, I'm going to practice with these people. I'm, you're looking for your people. And they were like, oh no, you can't do readings for five years. You have to sit in circle for five years. You're not allowed to do readings. And I was like, well, fuck that. I'm already doing readings. You're not my people. And I went to a, a couple of those readings and they were nice. Some of them were nice. Some of them weren't. And I remember I was sitting with the guy who was running it and we're sitting now when I do readings, I'm really fast, really, really fast. And uh, he was having us do a, a card thing together. and We were partnered up. And I was looking at the card and I was just getting myself ready. And he was like, encouraging me. <laughs> and he was like, oh, no, no, just take, it's okay. You know, da, da. and I was like, dude, I got it. Because that's when my ego goes, whoosh. And I was like, these people don't see me. They don't see me. And it was really kind of incredible. And I had some good experiences with them. Like I said, they weren't bad people. But I started learning, like I went into another and I just stayed away from these rooms because they were so limiting. They all they wanted to do was label you, limit you. Oh, you're clairvoyant. That's it. Nobody said that to me because I had the different gifts. Everybody was scarcity minded, like I have to be the best. So those are belief systems. You can't do this unless you're doing it for five years. I had one woman write me and go, I'm in a mediumship class and they're telling me I can't use my psychic abilities. I'm like, I don't even understand that. I, 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 I don't get it. How do you see the dead person unless you're using clairvoyancy? How do you hear him unless you're using clairaudience? How do you feel him unless you're using your empathic ability? How are you knowing the downloads unless you're using claircognizance? Those are your clairs. Those are your psychic abilities. Those are your psychic gifts. So I have a big problem with these antiquated mediums that don't understand what it's like to channel information, whether you're taking it from, I'm taking it from a deceased person or, or a spirit or my guides who are talking to your guides, that is mediumship, right? So that's one belief system that I've had to fight a little bit. You can hear a little bit of my anger still that comes up a tiny bit about it, but it's a belief system that I had to be like, so what I did is what I did is I didn't know I was going down the story. I was really good at talking to deceased people and bringing, bridging the gap of the heartache and the pain. I left it. I just could not take the labels and the belief systems out there that I walked away from it. And you don't want to do that because that was painful in a way. I was like, all right, I'll just walk away from this because I don't, I got so tired of the comparison energy. And I was being shopped around as uh, one of the top mediums and stuff, but it didn't, it didn't matter because it was like, are you like the, eh, eh, this? And I'm like, I don't give a fuck. I don't give a fuck. Do what you got to do. This is who I am. So I had to get comfortable in myself by pulling myself out of mass consciousness belief systems. So I want you to be aware when you're a yoga teacher, you're a script writer, you're a meditation teacher, you're a life coach, when there's mass consciousness belief systems that want to shrink you down, you don't want to do that. Trust me. You want to find your unique footprint. 
You want to find your belief systems and then you want to go out in that because your people, whoever you help, are going to benefit so much by your unique qualities. And you don't like, if I was to say to you, I'm thinking of my friend Jess, who listens to this podcast, who I love, and she's opening up her mediumship skills and she's got these gifts and I'm like celebrating her and I'm getting chills, Jess, if you're listening to this of like, I'm so excited for her and she's a coach and she's funny. She's so funny and she's deep and she's got so much and she's a mom an incredible mom and an incredible wife. And she takes risks, you know, she's got so much. And that might be you. You might be hearing me and be like, that's me. That's me. That's me. And I would, I would be so disheartened if somebody said to Jess, you can't do life coaching with mediumship because people are going to think you're crazy. Look, I get it. I, I would have this experience. You can't go into corporations, Marilyn, as a psychic medium. Now, I am going to be changing my title probably, but not because of that, but because I'm, I'm entering into something else. You don't want somebody limiting who you are because you're all of that and above. So let's talk about some small belief stories to show you how it shows up. And I want you to pay attention to it. So I'm going to go back because I can't remember the most recent ones. And I think it's because I've learned how to wipe them out so much. And right before this recording, I did a prism meditation for my next level living where I had them release the med- the belief between, the, you know, the belief in the gap that's keeping them from where they want to go to where they are. I had them release it and reflect back the highest truth in a new belief and everything. So might be why I must've dissolved a lot in there myself. Um, my dog, Venus, 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 Venus. Uh, when I got Venus, she was confused because I threw a lot of beliefs on her. I got a shepherd because I wanted to feel safe and I wanted her to be my protector. So I threw a lot of beliefs on her because I was burglarized before, twice, before I had her. I grew up with a lot of violence and I wanted a shepherd. And I finally had a house and I adopted a shepherd puppy. And this little puppy came into my life and I was in a very, like I was having construction done. I just bought a house. I was in a lot of fear. Not a good time for this poor little dog to come in. And I wanted her to be my protector. And she got confused. So she started snapping at people. She started nipping people in the butt. And I had a trainer at the time and uh, my first trainer I had with her. And I took Venus and my other dog at the time, Emmy, to the beach. And Venus snapped at a child. This was before she started biting people. So it was way before that. I wouldn't have done that. Um, But I took her to the beach and she's playing around. And then a child went and she snapped, snapped. She didn't make contact, thankfully. And um, she's got a snapping turtle thing, which is like, she just does this thing. And I was like, oh, fuck. I was really disappointed because I wanted to be free and didn't want her to be this way. And I called the trainer up and the trainer was like, well, Marilyn, you're not going to be able to take her anywhere. That's just the way it is. This is the type of dog she is. And you're just never going to be able to take her anyplace. And I hung up the phone and I was like, no fucking way am I believing that. I'm sorry. Uh-uh. And so I started calling other trainers and I started working with other people. And what I did in the beginning with Venus is I messed her up a little bit more because I got the wrong trainers in there and they put her on an e-collar and um, that training was disastrous. And then there was just all these different modalities that they did with Venus. And when I finally, I think she went into a boot camp because when I got Micah, the two of them were driving me nuts and my business took off. And I was like, oh my goodness, I got a puppy. I have another dog. And I'm having these issues. I need to send him to a boot camp. So I sent him to a boot camp. And he was another trainer. He was pretty good. He really instilled some incredible structure in the two of them. They came back. And Venus came back like amazing, absolutely amazing. But again, I was still struggling a bit with the two of them because he told me, you can't let Venus talk to be with other dogs. I'm like, she's never had issues with other dogs. What are you talking about? And we went on a hike one day. And there were dogs and Venus wanted to greet and they were on leash. And I was like, I've never was on the leash with them off this particular hike because I didn't really have problems with her there. And he was like, no, no, they, they can't go near the dogs. They can't go near the dogs. And I was like, all right, all right, don't go near the dogs. Don't go near the dogs. The end of that hike, we sat on a rock and talked and then he tried to kiss me. I just wanted to share that part of the story. Anyway, I was like, no, dude. So I thought Venus couldn't be near dogs. And I went on a hike one day with Mike and Venus, same hike. And they, their dog came onto the path and they pulled me, both dogs, to the dog, to greet the dog. 
and my, the leash got wrapped around my finger and broke my finger. And I looked down and I had a lot of fear in my system for a long time. And I looked down at my finger and I was like, it's broke. It is broke. And I was freaking out. I was like, what the F did I do? Belief system, Marilyn, you can't handle two big dogs. What the fuck did you do, Marilyn? You're always messing things up. You know, this is my family in my head. Like you have two shepherds and you can't even handle one. What are you doing? Like people at the dog park were like, she's getting another shepherd, you know? And it was like, I don't go to dog parks because I don't like them at all. I don't think they're safe. So anymore at all. So I called up my friend and I was like, I, I need help. I need you to come to the emergency room with me. I didn't know what to do. I was freaking out and I, I had run high anxiety, especially then things have shifted. And she came to the emergency room and they did um, an x-ray and they said, you have a spiral fracture. You need to go see a specialist. So um, I went home and I was like devastated, absolutely devastated. I'm like, what did I do? What did I do? And so I called the trainer, the boot camp trainer who tried to kiss me, who now wanted nothing to do with me because I didn't want to be kissed. And he was like, you have to get rid of one of the dogs. You can't have both dogs. And I was like, he's like, and you have to get rid of Micah. And Micah, I connected with right away. And Venus was more the problem at the time. And he was like, you have to get rid of Micah. And I got off the phone and I was like, I can't get rid of this dog. I love this dog so much. I, I don't know what to do. And I called the same friend who went to the emergency room with me. And she said, go watch Life of Pi. Because she also I also called another friend who said, call this one trainer, Brandon um, Fouché. And you'll, you won't get through to him, but just call him. Belief. You won't get through to him. Just call him. I called him. I got through right away. He, we made an appointment. And I called up my friend, Brooke. And she said, just watch this movie. It'll calm you down right now. And I watched the movie and it was beautiful. And it was exactly what I needed. And this belief was born inside of me that I am going to succeed with these dogs. I'm going to make it work. And so they went to Brandon and Brandon was great and worked it out right away. And Micah became a pet therapy dog. And, and I've talked about some of the issues I've had with him recently because of dogs off leash coming after us. But he's actually going back to being great again because we've been working together and I have a new belief. Um, Venus is unbelievably phenomenal. First of all, Venus has no problem with dogs at all, at all. Um, she's, if anything, it was with people a bit, but now she walks up to people, wants to be pet by people. She is on a flat collar, has been on a flat collar for years. She's got incredible commands. I walk with her. If she's, if my dog is off leash, I'm in, usually in an off leash area, but I also live in a very desolate area. I do not allow my off-leash dogs to go to other dogs on leash. If I see a dog on leash, my dog's on leash. I don't walk with her off leash very often. I'll tell you when I do it. And if there's somebody approaching, I do not let my dogs approach people because some people are afraid of dogs. So I have very strict rules that I rules. There's the emperor again, right? But recently Mike is having trouble with the stairs. So I have to really, he's over a hundred pounds. I have to work with him. So I let her follow me off leash behind me as I get up the stairs and don't worry about Venus because I'll be like, come, she will be by my side. That girl, dog is so good. Had I believed the first trainer, she could never do anything. She, we've been to the beach. We've gone all over. We've gone so many trips together. If I believed the second trainer and got rid of Micah, I would have never had this experience of these two dogs growing my soul and my belief system. So you want to be careful of this stuff. I wasn't going to do a long podcast today and it's already long. So I'm going to end it. I had another, other stories too, but I'm going to leave it at that. So I want you to think about where you're limiting yourself and your belief system. It could be online dating. It could be buying a house. If you want to talk about limitation, go to realtors. Realtors will give you limitation out the friggin' wazoo. Oh no, you can, you'll never be able to afford a house in this area. Or I always have Brooklyn accents. Sometimes that want to come out even more. Um, you have to go in clean and buy it this way. Like they always have belief systems. Watch out for them. You have to give this many credits. No, you don't do what you, I was intuitively guided the whole way. And I didn't listen. Although I had two very nice realtors that to this day helped me. And I really appreciate them. I called my old realtor in LA who helped me sell my house to help me with buying another house. And they're, they're both great people. So I'm actually so appreciative of the two of them, but I know, cause that's not their fault. They're working within a, a program, just like doctors. Doctors work within a program. That's why I'll only go to a doctor who has an open mind who does Eastern and Western medicine. Because I know when I walk into a doctor's office, I have a doctor up here 
I just, I don't ask much because it's only when I have to, because I'm going to be told, take this, take that, a drug that I don't need to take. And that's my belief system. I don't, I don't, I'm, I don't have anything against drugs. I don't have anything against, I, I'm not giving you an overarching belief system. Find your own friggin' belief system. Because let me tell you something. I was just talking to, um, was it my vet? My vet about uh, Chinese herbs for the dogs. Cause we were talking about acupuncture. I don't have a big belief system in that type of work for me. Acupuncture, acupuncturists don't understand a lot of them that I can't have the needles in as long as the normal people can. Most people can normal people. You know what I'm saying? Um, I met one acupuncturist. She's like, she said it to me. She was like, and I knew it, but I didn't say a word. She's like, you can't have the needles in long. You're too sensitive. And I was like, thank you. Thank you. And some people knew how to do it. But anyway, also um, Chinese herbs for me aren't really, they don't work for me. Whereas other things, that's belief system. If I believed in it, maybe they would. And as I have nothing against Chinese medicine, please do not write me and say, I have nothing against it. I work better with supplements. Know what it is. Maybe you work better with prescription drug because you have to be on that prescription drug. I don't know what it is. I'm not here to tell you what to believe or not believe. I'm telling you to find your own beliefs. So think about how these belief systems are affecting your everyday life and find the ones that aren't supporting you and get rid of them and get ones that do support you and do it by asking questions. Do it by saying, what do I need right now to support me? What positive belief? What, where do I need to find gratitude to support me right now? What, what do I need to believe about myself to support me right now? So do that and your life will change exponentially, exponentially. Okay. I'm going to go. Um, I'm trying to shorten up the podcast a bit. Uh, thank you so much. Remember to rate, review, subscribe, especially in Apple. It really, really helps. Apple is a little bit weird. I tried to rate, review, subscribe um, to another pod, rate, review, another podcast. And I was able to hit the stars, but I wasn't able to review it. And I don't know why there was something weird with that. And I know somebody else, a friend of mine was having trouble with Apple. And thank you so much. And if you're interested in learning more about that call, um, it's it's marilynaloria.com forward slash call, or you can email us at info at marilynaloria.com and ask more about it. All right, guys, thank you so much. Have a great day or night. Whenever you're listening to this, change your beliefs, change your life. Bye.